Welcome everyone to another episode of More Marketing Ideas with me, Fred Gillen, your host, where you will learn from industry experts based on their life's experiences and business processes. So let's get on with the show. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Tracy Hall. Tracy is a highly motivated businesswoman who demonstrates accountability, efficiency, and a willingness to assist others in reaching their desired goals. She has been in the direct marketing industry for over 30 years and is the CEO of Ethical Direct Sellers Association. Tracy resides in Melbourne as a career mentor for women in direct marketing who want to take their careers to the next level without losing friends and being a spammy pammy. Her ability to easily build rapport with others creates strong and lasting relationships with customers, business colleagues and fellow team members. So, Tracy, welcome to the show. Um, with that brief introduction, it was reasonably brief. Would you just like to give us a bit more details about, you know, what a bit, bit of your back history, like where you live, what you do, and, and what you did before you got into business, and then why you got into business? And then we'll have a chat about what you're doing in business. Wow, that was exciting. I did go to 17 different schools, so that makes me an exception to everyone else and I learnt from there a bit of resilience and I think that's played in part on different jobs I've done over the years. I did work in insurance so sucked my brain out because dealing with insurance companies is like pulling fingernails off. They really like to get the premiums but they don't like to actually give it back to you <laughs> and you know, it just it was quite interesting seeing how they run a business to me then becoming my own business owner and seeing how I run my business. Very, very different. Um, mine's more about being heartfelt and, and doing everything with integrity and ethics in mind. And theirs is about, oh, you know, screwing the, the public out of not putting a claim in. So that was quite an interesting little trip around memory lane thanks for that <laughs> so that's cool so then what like obviously you were working you know for the man at, at that stage so what was the tipping point like what got you to the stage where you said enough of this I'm going to start my own gig and then we'll talk about what you're actually doing shortly yeah it's quite interesting because I fell into getting into network marketing when I was 19 I was working full-time in, in insurance and I was the shy chick uh, wasn't the really charismatic, I know it's hard to believe, not the charismatic blue-haired lady now, but I was really shy back then and I had really oily skin. So I joined a company that solved that problem and the girl said, oh, you'd be great at this. And I went, really? Are you sure? And that's how I started getting into having my own business. From there, it was 19 years and... It was great because they had the product, they had the marketing, they had everything. All I had to do is go out and sell it. So, and then how, how long like did it take? Like you were said when you were 19, so did you stay with the insurance company for much longer or was it, this is so good? It's like the Remington ad, you know, like this is so good I bought the business. So you moved straight into um, what you're doing now. Well, no, it's been a bit of a journey because I was living in Perth at the time and I moved to Melbourne. So I totally quit my job. I had a great job. I was an account executive. 
I had a great portfolio. I had a company car, everything at 24. And I moved from Perth all the way over to back to Melbourne. And so that means I gave up the job, gave up um, my my customers because it's a bit hard when there was no technology and no, you just had your phone. Yep. Well, not, you know, mobile phone, but a home phone and with, started with, again. With the, with the dialer. Put yeah, your finger the dialer. In the yeah. <laughs> yeah, the do, do, do. <laughs> And to make STD calls, it was beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that was funny. And I stopped doing um, the skincare company for a little bit. I mean, I was still using the product, but because I wanted something completely different, I went and started selling jewelry, worked at a jewelry store. Got sick within the first three days of coming here and lost my job. So I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go back into insurance. And, yeah, lo and behold, I went back into it. Worked in insurance for 10 years, got back into the direct marketing business. And it wasn't until I had my daughter that I went, oh, maybe I could do this full time because my priorities changed. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was great when I was on my own. I was like more income, able to spend. I spent $300 on a coat. Like not in my lifetime would I ever do that now because I have kids, right? So your priorities change. And when I had her and I could see that if I worked for someone else, I would miss out on so much because I did go work for someone else um, for 30, pretty much full time. And I just missed out on those between six and 18 months. I missed out on so much that I went, crap, this has got to stop. So I quit that and then just started getting full time into it started doing weddings and, you know, was doing lots and lots of, um, it was called parties back then or classes or whatever you want to call it. And this is still all before we had mobile phones. Yep. Yeah. I won a trip to America in that time too. So that wasn't my focus. My focus was just getting consistent sales. And I had an amazing team as well who were being consistent with their selling as well. Went to America, had uh, saw the bigger picture, and yeah, just it changed from there. I have changed the way I've done the business. I did change different companies, and then I decided I've been in the industry for a, a long time. I'm going to start mentoring people, and I started doing that and and working with businesses and all that sort of stuff. And then I went, there's no association. There's no association for the reps. There's one for the companies, but nothing for the reps. So that's why I started Ethical Direct Sellers Association. So that, that's a, a, an amazing story because really what, what you're doing is you're saying that you've taken, you know, you've found a, a pain point or a need, so to speak, in the marketplace and then rolled with that. So are you still, like, are you still doing multi-level yourself or is it just now that you're supporting other people in the multi-level marketing framework? No, I made that decision six years ago that I would just concentrate on the ethics and integrity and calling out the bad behaviour. Now, if I was still in a company and recruiting for a company, it's a bit hard for me to call out the the bad behaviour. And I've I've written articles, I've been on national TV calling out the bad behaviour. So, you know, it's I just want to make sure these people can see that there is a difference 
in the industry, it can change your life. It can give you amazing things, but you still got to be aware of those, you know, redback spiders. Yeah, hundred percent. So, with like with that, are you looking after like are you um, predominantly looking at the actual businesses themselves and supporting them, or are you looking at the the reps and supporting them? In, the reps, the- because the there is a there is an association called the Direct Selling Association, and that is where the the companies get registered. They have to sign a code of conduct with the association. I have the reps sign a code of ethics. And it's just so basic. Just be in good standing in the industry. Be in good standing with your company. It's so basic. So if somebody joins the, the, the Sellers Association, um, like, first off, what do they need to, like, where do they need to be in their, can they be brand new or they have got to be established for a while? Do they need to understand the industry? And, and what's the benefits of joining the association? Well, it doesn't really matter which level they're at. I think they can learn so much along the way. And we take them on a journey. It's it, There's mentoring, there's group sessions, there's masterminds. So it's not just about one part of their business. And I've just spoken to a lady in America and she says, I don't need help with recruiting or sales or anything. I just need to get my processes and my procedures right. Perfect because it's where people are at in their journey. And that's why the association is more for uh, understanding more about that in-depth stuff because they can they know how to sell their product because they trained for that. They know how to recruit. It's the other things that they aren't sure of about how to run a business, how to do the follow-up properly. And that was, follow-up is king, king, king or queen to me in business if you don't know how to follow up your customers or potential customers or potential team members then you haven't got a business yeah no i i I relate to that because i like i'm in the digital marketing space and i train people and do stuff like that and it's all about education you know and people don't understand what they don't know you know so the sooner they they get across that the better and it's like like anything else i was pretty impressed that you know what you've done is you basically set up an educational platform to help people grow their businesses. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, there's going to be more to it. It's funny you say it's educational, but it, we're going to have a um, outside the box uh, awards night. I mean, it's coming because, you know, we've got to go through this stuff that we're going through, right? Uh, that all of life is going through. It, it's going to be an out of this world, like awards nine they get awards from their companies i'm not looking for the top recruiters the top sellers i'm looking for the people that do their business with integrity with values with their heart in mind so so when you said it's going to be award night so is that going to be a virtual night or is it like a a physical location where where are your clients coming from are they global or you're finding that it's really australian based well i'm going to do the awards night in australia first once we get bigger, I want to have three different awards in the regions, like, you know, the Asia-Pacific region, Europe, and the North and South America region. So we're covering different regions. That You know, my big vision is to have a million members. And with a million members, we can do so much education and training for them. It's not funny. So with your goals in mind with the million members, what, what's your time frame for that when you – when do you think you'd get close to hitting that target? Oh, probably about 15 years. 
uh, yeah, I know we've all got like I, as you're aware, like I've got the community running behind me, and I, I started that uh, in January. So uh, my plan is to get I'm pretty low key. I'm looking to get 200 members by the end of the year. So that, so that's my target, my goal at the moment. Um, but with so with members, um, we covered off what what the benefit is, and it's really about being associated with other people in the industry, learning from each other, and growing their businesses by learning what other people do with your help, of course. So uh, what um, what kind of fees are involved or how does somebody get engaged in, in what you're doing? Yeah, well, that that's the thing. I wanted it to be so affordable that didn't matter what level it was. And it's all in Australian dollars. So it doesn't matter where you're, whether you're in America or, or you know, UK or Europe or whatever, it's Australian dollars. So it's easy, trans, easy to translate, if that makes sense. It's $97 a month. And with that, they get the Build Your Dream Business Program, which is getting extra modules added all the time. They get group mastermind and group mentoring. So mastermind, as you know, is so different to just doing like generic mentoring because we will just really focus in on one topic. A lot of people, did you know that a lot of people don't understand what cross-selling and upselling is? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's like... um, but you talk about, like when I mentioned earlier, you, people don't know what they don't know. Like I had a, at one of our meetings this week, um, I was talking about like online marketing. We talked about the Facebook pixel and I had three people in the room going, what's the Facebook pixel? And, you know, because we, we both obviously know what it is and we've been around it for years and you go, how could somebody not know what a Facebook pixel is? So, so that's exactly the same. You, sometimes we get, we get isolated in our own little boxes and we don't realise that the basic stuff, there's a lot of people out there don't know that either. Yeah, I, it surprises me. I was doing things like nurturing my customers and relationship building before they came sexy words. I was doing it a long time before that. So I think because I'd have already, already been in customer service with many jobs before I got into direct marketing, that I understood what nurturing and relationship building was all about. Yeah, and, and that's, look, you, you hit the, the word right in the head there. Like, it's all about relationships. And, and, and when you talk about selling, nobody can sell anything. You can only get somebody to buy. So there's a huge difference, you know, and unless you set up that relationship, um, the, the, the framework for that initially, and it's like, like us, you know, we, we're getting on reasonably well here today. You know, we, we, we're chatting and it's all the rest. And if you can get into a conversation with your customer, then there's a better chance that they're actually going to say, well, what, what actually do you do? Like we've said, you know, how, how can I get involved and what's the benefits for me? So it's, it's not about like the foot in the door salesman that used to be around years ago. And, you know, they, they'd hold the door open with their foot so you couldn't get away from them. You know? So, yeah, no, I'm big on relationships and, and, and building that rapport with people. So what do you find if somebody was starting out in the... Um, multi-level arena, no matter what company or, or the, what product they're selling. Um, what do you think the biggest stumbling block is to get started? Well, uh, a big beef for me or big bugbear for me is the uplines telling them to go um, inbox or direct message every single person they know. If they knew how to find the qualities of the customers they want and the quality of the team members they want 
that's how we teach it with the association. It's all about the qualities in the customers you want and the qualities of the team members you want. So you take away that icky feeling of being spammy pammy because you're just only going to be speaking to people of the qualities. So when I was always looking for customers, I wanted customers who were going to buy off me and not quibble about the price. I wanted customers that, you know, if we did set up an auto ship, they weren't going to cancel it the next month. And I wanted team members who could get on trainings, not have me hold their hand. I wanted them to be really good self-starters and I wanted them to see their vision, not my vision. So, like, there's a lot of pre-qualifications in there that you talk about behind the scenes. And I do a lot of that with my clients as well. So you just say we're a good fit. But, um, like, a lot of people wouldn't understand that. So, like, with that because you can't cover that in a couple of minutes that we've got. Right? Yeah. If you were to say to somebody, what would be the first question like for a newbie to ask a like a prospective client uh, to make sure that there was a possibility, because there's a lot more questions, right? But if you looked at the first question, what, what would that question be that you would ask somebody if you were going to invite them into your network? Well, I would ask, um, how's your day? That, I start off, I need to be genuine. I need to be authentic. Oh. And I need to ask, how's their day? Because you don't know people's situations. So even when I was making phone calls, I asked permission first. So I would always ask, do you have the time for a two-minute conversation? So I, I was always um, someone who asked permission. I still do it on, on direct me messages too. I, asking permission or asking how they are is the start because you come from a place of giving and you come from a place of serving others and you're not thinking of the benefit for you. Yeah, and, and but I, I really, what I was asking before was, and I understand that the first question, like the, the, the icebreaker, <laughs> but and I'm not letting you off the hook. Like, so so what my question was really about was like your, your first pre-qualifying question, if you will. So how, you, how do you like get off a call? You're, this person's not for me, I'm out of here. Or yes, let's carry on the conversation. What, what might that question look like? I always ask open-ended questions. It really depends. So if I'm talking about skincare, they might've come across one of my posts and they've said, oh my God, my skin's crappy as well. And I go, is it okay to inbox you? Da, 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 da. Start the conversation, how they're going, how's their day? Then I can go into what sort of routine are you doing for your skin at the moment? Is Are you open to looking at different skincare that will help you with your skin? That, that's how I would sort of gauge the question. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And as I said, we can, you know, there's obviously a lot more uh, questions that you would ask in that conversation to Absolutely. make sure. But, but just, just to try and give people an understanding of where that conversation starts and how it develops over time because, and very subtly, like I do very similar things with clients, you know, you'll ask, well, what are you doing right now to achieve that goal? You know, uh, have you looked at other things? So there's there's ways of moving people and it, it's not actually, it's contrived, but it's, and it's not, but it's not necessarily deliberate. So it's like taking them down that sales conversation so you can understand that what the product you've got will actually fulfill their need because there's no point in, carrying on a conversation of what you've got isn't what they're looking for. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that about, you know, needing and wanting. I had someone who reached out to me and I've known them for years and they want my help, but they looked at the price of 
the membership. And I said, look, it's an investment in yourself. If not, I have free stuff in my group. So I'm giving people the opportunity that, you know, there is the membership, but if you just want to get some quick tips to get you moving, there's I've got lots of free resources. Yeah, and and, and the, the issue with free, like, um, the free resources, you just got to YouTube, you know, if you want free resources. Right? But the problem with free resources is that uh, unless, it, and it's, again, it might sound a little bit crass, but I don't believe so. It's like, you know, people pay, they'll play. Yes. So whereas if you don't, like if you have got no investment, then you've got no investment. So there's no encouragement for you actually to proceed or take the advice. You know, like if somebody's paying you $97 a month or whatever it might be, and they're not following the advice and they're not going to get the outcome. No. You know, so, you know, and it's pointless from both perspectives, from yours and theirs. And and you get a lot of that. Like people are going, oh, it's no good for me. Well, did you do what we said? No. Well, okay. It's no good for you. I agree. You know, let's let's move on. But so it's and for a hundred bucks a month or ninety-seven, whatever it is, you can't afford for twenty-five dollars a week to invest in your business. Um, stop buying coffee, you know. <laughs> well, they say coffee's gonna go up to like seven dollars or thing. I was like, well, I don't drink it anyway. So yeah, yeah see, I'm 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 always investing in in myself, in you know, in different training I was going to do an MBA quite ironically but that's 50k right out of, out of pocket and then I went maybe I'll speak to a career person for like a career specialist and she said do you like study went no do you need it for your business no don't do it then <laughs> so I there now just invest in short courses and I'll invest in things like you know I wanted to learn about reels so I in you know, I paid for a short course in reels. I wanted to know about blah, blah. I paid for a short course, you know, that type of thing. I do that now and invest in my business in that way now. And and the other, and I, I, I do similar things. Um, and again, it's not like I won't sign up for anything that's going to take 12 months, for example, because uh, technology changes. Like if you look at what's happened in the last 10 years, like when the iPhone came out, lives changed, right? So you know, to, to do an MBA over four or five years, whatever it might be, you go, hang on, the marketing you've got to teach me in five years ain't going to be there, you know? So, um, but the short courses, are, and the other benefit of doing short courses is you can take that information and pass it on to your connections as well. Oh, I do. <laughs> because if I've learned something and I go, oh, well, I've got an aha out of that, you know, light bulb moment, I will share with everyone and go, oh my God, you should do this course or, I'm one of these people that will re- is a great referrer. I refer people to amazing service and things that I've learned from that are quick and easy. These short courses, they've put them, they're all pre-recorded. It's like boom, 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 done. I'm like, oh, this makes it so much easier. I've done other things and it's so clunky in the back end to try and find this and find that. It's like if you're going to create a short course or create something, Make it simple for people. And that's what I've done with mine. Mine's so easy. Okay, that's that's unit one that's going to cover this. That's unit two that's going to cover that. I'm really – and I've put them into smaller time frames to like 30 minutes, and that's what I like to train when I'm doing my own investing in my own personal development. I like it short and, fast, short and sharp. 
Yeah, it looks like we're like minds because, um, I mean, I, I think I read somewhere that the attention span for any kind of a, like, interaction, whether it's live or, um, you know, virtual or whatever it might be, is around 20 minutes. And then yep. people, people just get, they turn off. They don't, they might keep watching and listening, but they're not taking anything in. So yep. then they got to go back and redo it because they missed it and whatever else. So yeah, 15, 20 minutes, you, usually if I do a, a snippet and, and a lot of mine are less than five minutes, like my, my tips and cheat sheets or whatever, they're usually less than five minutes because it's like, go and do this. Uh -huh. it, you know so yeah, so yeah well i've started to look at facebook reels and they're like less than 30 seconds so i'm pretty boom, boom, boom. there you go there you go yeah so, so it's good well look it's been great having a chat um i suppose the important thing from your perspective is how do people get in contact with you well i'm on all the socials i'm on facebook tracy hall or ethical direct sellers association i'm on linkedin and I'm on Twitter. I'm very political on Twitter because I love politics. Um, that's for another day. But I love um, integrity and I love values. So I, a lot of my stuff is all about integrity and values. Uh, and I think, what am I on? Insta? Yes, I'm on Instagram as well. But okay. Ethical Direct Sales Association. And what's your preferred way for, to, to actually, is it like LinkedIn or is it direct mail or a phone call or what's your preferred method? Whatever, whatever makes it easier for people. Um, I had someone reaching out to me um, and I said, look, I'll just call you. So I called them straight away. I think if they're in Australia, it makes it so much easier to just call them. If not, I'll send them a voice message through either LinkedIn or um, Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, as I said, it's great having a chat. Is there any final word you'd want to give to either a current network marketer or somebody thinking about network marketing? If you're still in the same position that you were when you first started six, 12 months, then speak to us because we want you to be making rock star income. What a way to finish the call. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, Thanks, Tracy. Cheers. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. And right now, that's me, Fred Gillen, your host of More Marketing Ideas Podcast. Yes, just like you, I'm in business and I'm here to help. If you would like to have a free, no obligation consultation with me to see how I can work with you and your business to help you attract more clients, pre-qualify them and build your business, then simply reach out to me on Facebook Messenger at m.me forward slash more marketing ideas so it's that easy just reach out let's get together and uh, see what we can do to help grow your business it's regular at more marketing ideas podcast take care and have a great day